Today we're gonna talk about kingdom business and we're gonna talk about doing business until Jesus comes back as ambassadors and brokers. Ambassadors and brokers. We're gonna start with Isaiah 55 so you can turn there in your Bible. But let me say this to all of you. One of the main reasons why I don't check tithe records is because I don't work for you. And ultimately, your boss isn't the main person you should be working for. I work for the Lord. You should do all things unto him. So even if God has put an authority over you as a boss, your ultimate employer is the heavenly father. That's another reason why I don't play favorites in who I spend time with based on how much money somebody has. In fact, many times the Lord will tell me not to spend time with somebody that's really wealthy, and he'll tell me to go spend time with somebody that's addicted, broken, hurting on the streets, or an outcast. Now, I wish I had more time to do that right now, as I have three little kids, five coffee shops, y'all, and I talked about that last week. But I've had a lot of time, and I've done it for most of my life. So what I'm saying to you is not something that I haven't done, or I wouldn't be here. Just because I don't always get time to spend with each of you isn't personal. It's not personal. It's kingdom business. And we all go through different phases and stages of life. That what matters the most is that you are about your father's business. And everything that you do, your craft, your career, your, your, your jobs, all of it should be about the father's business. And last week, we talked about how you should examine yourselves so that you can rejoice personally because you know you're doing what the Lord's told you to do. And you're not comparing yourself to another. We're not comparing this church to another church. I'm not comparing myself to another pastor. I'm not comparing my shops to another shop. Instead, I examine myself and I do all things as under the Lord. And when you work for the Lord, it brings so much freedom. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a meeting, sometimes meeting after meeting after meeting, and the Lord says, meet with this couple who's having a marriage crisis or a situation or whoever it is, and I'll meet with them sometimes one, two, three times or more. And I'll be sitting in the meeting and I'll hear this voice that says, you know this person doesn't tithe. Like I'll hear it or I'll know it by the spirit. This person doesn't give any money. And you know what my immediate response to that is whenever I hear that? That's okay because I don't work for them. Because when I work for the Lord, the reward's way better than any money that that one person can get. So I never treat people different or or um, use the tithe as a weapon against somebody to either give more money or to just fix the problems. Because I don't believe that just because you didn't give money, that's the core root of your issue. The deeper rooted issue is probably an improper viewpoint of who the father is. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. You guys excited? This is what really gets me so fired up. You know, I haven't talked about my businesses and I, I don't teach a lot from a business leader standpoint. Um, I don't know why I don't do that. Maybe it's because I've received some persecution that people think I use the pulpit to promote my business. And I'll just tell you, if you wanna drink and garbage and waste your bucks, go somewhere else. <laughs> That's your prerogative. <laughs> Thank you all for being a good congregation, spilling your coffee all over the chairs. I really appreciate that. So what I want to talk to you about today is this understanding of doing business until Jesus comes back. And I'm going to move quickly. Isaiah 55, verse 1 and 2. Ho! 
everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Ho! I mean, there's an exclamation. Everybody say, ho! Oh, wow, some of you are like, my wife's like, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> everyone is everyone who's thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what doesn't satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. I wanna jump to verse six. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So the first point I wanna make is that God can be found now and he is near. Don't believe the deceptive lie. This scripture is to every single one of us. He's here, he's available, he loves you, he cares for you. Seek him while he may be found. Because at some point, he won't be able to be found. At some point, it will be too late. But you have an opportunity right now to seek the Lord and in, turn, and in turn, get the resources and the satisfaction and the food and the bread that never wastes away. It stands the test of time and it satisfies. The time to seek and find him is now because he's still near. Hence the challenge to buy, sell, make trades and do kingdom business until he comes back and the time is over. We have work to do. Everybody say, I have work to do. Because the day's gonna come when it's gonna be too late, which means that we're buyers and sellers of truth, but we're not doing it for personal gain and profit, which I'll talk to you about. In its simplest breakdown, people are broke, busted, and disgusted. They're sick and they're tired. People are hurting. People are desperate. People need life. Ministry is transference of life, but you can't give away something you don't possess yourself. My life's vision statement is very clear, to live an abundant life and to show other people what that looks like to be happy, healthy, and free in Christ. If that's my lifelong mission, then it will always be my purpose first to make sure I understand what abundant life looks like and how I can give that away to you. So I'm not giving you away something that's a lie, that's false, and that's temporary. Every one of you should be doing this for somebody. All of us in this church should be doing this. They're hurting, and they have no real food and drink that satisfies and lasts. I think we can all say, people are wasting their time, their energy on mo and money on things to bring pleasure and delight to their life that's temporary and doesn't satisfy. That's the reason why I chase the Grateful Dead around the country, is because each night that I would go to a concert, it would be so awesome, I would feel so much, because it was all about peace, love, and happiness, the throwback from the 60s. Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir, the whole band, it was all, the whole movement was about finding peace, love, and happiness with tie-dyes, grilled cheese in one hand, and a joint in the other. But as soon as the concert left or the party was over, this is why so many of you used to club around all the time or sleep around. This is why, because people are dissatisfied and what they're chasing after never lasts. And it never really resolves the issue on the inside. It's, it's temporary pleasures that are only illusions of the real thing. It's not bread. Probably looks like bread, but it's not bread. And we're asked the question, why? Notice it's a question. Look at the verse two. Why? We're posed this question. And I can tell you the root is always dissatisfaction in your identity. It's always a lack of peace and rest. 
People are desperate for peace and rest. That's why we get high, we get drunk. It's why we run, because we wanna numb out everything that's bringing confusion, frustration. We wanna feel good, not deal with it head on, which is only a crutch that never fully satisfies. I had to give up getting high. I swore I'd get high all the days of my life. And some of y'all are still toking around, drinking around, and partying because you're dissatisfied on the inside. You're not happy with yourself. You wanna numb out and you wanna check out, and in turn, it's not bringing healing and comfort to your life. And it's not just that. With the internet and pornography and OnlyFans and making money, everybody's chasing after the dollar. The, all of the government is corrupted by money. Do you understand? It's all about materialism and money and personal gain. It's all about you and selfishness. Instead of giving away what God's given you to the next generation and bringing real bread, real water that really satisfies other people's lives. Come on, man. Come on. Just getting started. So the question is, why are you spending your money on bread that's not real bread and your wages on what doesn't satisfy? Everybody's chasing after satisfaction. But like the Rolling Stones sang, you can't get no satisfaction. Come on, y'all. You guys aren't even fired up today. Every single one of us has to come to the waters and no money can buy what you really need. Notice the terms buy, spend, wages, because it's all transactional. This, this is not personal, it's kingdom business. This is kingdom business. Correction with love should be about kingdom business. I'm not out to get your money, your rear end in a seat. I'm out to see you get transformed by the power of God so that you can become what God's called you to become. That's my biggest reward is when I see marriages restored, children raised in godly homes on fire for the king without compromise. Dads being dads. We got a man issue. Men are workaholics, addicted to porn, getting drunk, alcohol, checked out. We got young sons and daughters without dads to look up to. And we got a church that is delinquent or derelict in their duty where the men are more consumed about themselves and their own family. It'd be easy for me to live with my, in my nice country life with my animals and serve coffee and fish every day. Easy. Man, I, the, I could have the baddest boat. I got five coffee shops. I'd easily check out of this and check into that, and I'd miss God. Because your kids, your family, your life is important to me, and it's important to God. And I'm a broker. I'm a wholesaler of godly goods, and it's not for personal profit or selfish gain. I don't care what you give and don't give. What I care about is that you flame on for the king and become what God's called you to become because I'm not peddling the word of God for profit. Sadly, a lot of people do. So then you, a lot of people walk into church and they're suspect. So if I talk about money, kingdom business, coffee, whatever, it's like, oh, pastor's all about money. No, I'm not. That's a lie. But just because everybody else ruined it doesn't mean that God doesn't have a better perfect plan. You have got to forgive. If you've been used and abused and ate up and spit out and you served a church and they went sideways and the pastor took money, been there. Affairs, I've seen it. So you forgive and you move forward stronger and better and stop cutting the hem of their garment. 
If you want to be like David, then you honor God and you honor it regardless of what they do and don't do. And that doesn't mean you're supposed to stay there, but what it does mean is you're supposed to forgive. I don't blame my last pastors for anything. And they did some jacked up stuff, and I love them. And I thank them, because God used them despite how crazy they were. Seriously. It's your heart for his heart, but he already gave his heart. That's the funny thing about it. The exchange is easy. He already did it. This is so easy. In fact, God knew you couldn't do it first, so he did it first. Oh, man. That's the gospel. The understanding of buying and selling in the kingdom has nothing to do with peddling the word of God for financial profit or personal selfish gain, 2 Corinthians 2, 17. For we are not as so many. Everybody say, as so many. Because there's a lot of so many's out there. They're all over Christian TV. They're all over YouTube. They're subtle and they're not sincere. That's okay. Just be sincere. Be the difference. Be the contrast. We're not as so many peddling the word of God. But as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. Peddling the word of God is paramount to adulterating God's word for personal gain. The King James Version uses the word peddling, switches it, and it says corrupting. The word of God gets corrupted when we do anything for personal or selfish gain that's not out of agape perfect love. I don't want anything from you. Because if you flame on for the king, I'm just an ambassador. I'm an interchange. That's all. I, I'm a broker. And I don't own, I don't have any ownership in you. All I designed to do is to bring you goods from the kingdom, see your life get transformed, and bring you to the king because you're his. You're the reward of his inheritance. Yes. Say, I'm a reward of his inheritance. He died for me. He wants me. Come on, this is a good word, y'all. This will resolve all your issues with all those other churches and hopefully resolve them with me because I know some of y'all got issues with me. Forgive me. I love you. I'm not perfect, but I want to be an interchange and I want to be pure and I do know my heart's pure. Find a pastor that doesn't check your tithe records. Go. Because you won't find them. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the only one. I just don't know anyone. Sadly, so many people peddle the word of God for personal gain. Notoriety, fame, recognition. Let me tell you, I have something to say about every single thing going on in this world. I watch the news consistently. I'm very aware I have something to say about the Israel war. I have something to say about Proposition A. I have something to say about our city council. I have something to say about the mayor. I have something to say about the White House. I have something to say about Joe Biden. I have something to say about the Western Americanized Church. And guess how many YouTube videos you've seen me say? If you wanna hear what I have to say, come on a Sunday or dial in. Thank you all for dialing in today because this is enough. And if God wants me to do more, I need to know that he wants me to do it because I don't want to get in that spot and get fame. I don't want to get famous. I may never be, but I don't even want to be in that world. And I'm, I got a lot of kingdom business to do. I'm about the father's business. And that doesn't mean I'm opposed to those things. 
I like YouTube, and I think the internet can be used for great godly purposes just like it is right now. But it's also being used for massive demonic deception because it's all about the daughter and dollar, and girls are selling their bodies now faster than they've ever sold them before online all day, leaving education jobs, more and more girls because of this whole OnlyFans thing, which is so demonic and so destructive. And it's consuming and destroying people's lives. And you think it's private and secret. God sees everything. And don't worry, I'm never gonna try to hunt any of y'all down in your OnlyFans account. I'm gonna let God deal with you on it. But I'm telling you right now, it is completely, your legacy will be your nude body online to perverted men for the dollar. And you say, I don't care because I'll make more money. But that's the problem is you're not trusting God. But this church is different. And the way that we make a difference in a broken, jacked up culture is through the airwaves right here. Those, those of you watching, this is being recorded by you showing up and making a difference. This isn't a good old boy club church. Pony up, lay the drugs down, get healthy, stop being offended, forgive one another and get to work. There's a job to do in this church. It's so stinking selfish. Kids are dying all over the world and we're sitting here arguing because you got your feelings hurt from the person next to you? It's insane. Sorry, I'm a little bit passionate about that right now. A great key regarding kingdom business is the understanding of what it means to be an ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God is imploring through you on his behalf, on Christ's behalf, to reach out to people and reconcile them back to God. Ephesians 6.20, Paul states that he's an ambassador in chains with a mandate to declare the mystery of God. It's like, I wanted to go this way. The Holy Spirit arrested me and said, no, you're going this way. Cause, and I tried to shut my mouth, but the Lord compelled me and would not let me be quiet because I'm an ambassador in chains. Let's say that together. I'm an ambassador in chains. Chain me up, God, because my natural will is to say no and go the other way. But when you're chained, you're gonna go the way of the king. And that's the way it is for ambassadors. An ambassador is one who manages public affairs and administers justice on behalf of another. It's an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to that foreign country. Specifically, they represent the government or king that sent them by administering justice, managing public affairs for its people that live in that country and communicating back to the president or king that sent them. You're an ambassador. Amb ambassadors are also known as, they have another title, chief of mission. Let's say that, chief of mission. They steward government resources. They oversee communications. They ensure policy is understood and implemented. They bring safety and security to their own people in foreign lands, at least they should, unless you have a jacked up White House like what we had with, what was that? No, Benghazi. And ensure, and, or in Afghanistan. And ensure that the best interest of the government that sent them is maintained. So you are an ambassador of Christ. You're his chief of mission in, 
imploring others to be reconciled to God. This is kingdom business. And the Father uses all kinds of means and ways to make this happen through you. So you are called to steward God's resources, whatever it is. Every job, every school, every education, every employer, all your gifts, all your talents, all your money, all your stuff, everything is designed for you to be a good steward of what God has already given you. That's what ambassadors do, and they represent the king from a far off land. Jesus is the king who's delegated resources and responsibilities, and it's not just all about money, but money is that too. Some people give their money and never serve. What if you could give your money and serve? But what if all you can do is serve because you don't have much money, you can only give? It doesn't matter. It's not about the amount. The widow's last mite was more valuable than the largest of money being put in the coffer. Some of you, it's gonna be material resources and finances. For others, it's using your personal gifts and talents to serve others. The Holy Spirit positions you with power and authority, so the Holy Spirit's already given you the greatest resources you need to accomplish his purposes on earth. Power and authority. Behold, I give to you power and authority. I give you the badge and the gun. Now go execute until I come. Go and do what I've called you to do. Cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, get people born again, preach the gospel, prophesy, and stop being isolated and lazy and burying your talent in the ground. If I can do it, you can do it. I overcame addiction, prison, streets. I overcame poverty. And today I'm not isolated in my own kumbaya lifestyle. Instead, I'm stepping up to the plate and you say, man, pastor, you're so busy. Yeah, because I'm about my father's business. Every cup of coffee is about the father's business. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. The business is a reflection of Christ. The leadership is a reflection of Christ. The prophets are a reflection of Christ. What I do with the prophets are a reflection of Christ. My time, my energy, every step and breath I take, when you're spirit-led, every single thing you do should be kingdom business. And you should use your gifts, your talents, your time, your resources to advance the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. All of us have influence of some sort whether it's coworkers, your job, and some of you are in a, in a terrible job situation with a brutal boss and employer, but maybe God puts you there for a reason, and maybe that's your mission field, and maybe that's your test that you need to pass before he can promote you to the next thing. And all the while, we sit and complain and grumble and wish that God would deliver us, and he says, instead of you asking me to take it away, why don't you ask for the grace in the midst of it? Some of my best employees that I've ever had worked at McDonald's. Where's Quinn? I'm not kidding you. Ask him. Quinn's where he's at today because he worked with integrity and honor and his, he worked his fanny off at McDonald's. Isn't that right? He, knew, he knows how to flip a burger and mop a floor and clean a toilet. In the parable of the 10 virgins, Five were considered foolish and five were wise. Notice how the story pans out when the midnight cry was heard and the return of the bridegroom was coming, Matthew 25, 6. And at midnight a cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all of those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answer said, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. 
And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Listen, I love you, but the door's gonna shut. And God can actually keep shutting doors. In fact, if you're not faithful with what you have now, he'll take it away and you'll wonder, God, what'd you do? Why did you said, you weren't a faithful resource and steward of what I gave you. And I know some of y'all don't like to hear that. We, we all want the nice, the love, this, but, I, but it's the same for me with my son. If he doesn't wanna work, he's not getting that hoverboard. If he's not gonna take out the trash, he's gonna be lazy, not clean his room and cry out the whole time. You think I'm saying, oh, it's okay. Oh, I'm sorry, son. I hurt your feelings. Don't worry, dad will take out the trash all the time. You just sit there and play with your Legos. At some point, it's gonna be too late to give you what I have. An evacuation is coming. We're gonna be evacuated. And when the evacuation comes, there better be some blood on the doorposts. You better have swept the house clean of all leaven. And you better get ready to make haste because there's another Passover coming. And we're all gonna get out of Egypt one day. And I'm not begging God to do it. I, we got work to do until he comes. And the only reason why he hasn't come is because he doesn't want all those enemies that you hate to perish. Or maybe your loved ones that don't know the Lord that doesn't really like your faith. Whatever, I don't even know what it is. And even then, we all have to take responsibility to ensure personal responsibility. Let's say that, personal responsibility. Look, I gotta go to the source myself and there's things I can only get from him that I can't get from you. You have to ensure your lamps are always full with oil directly from the source. Notice, I want you to notice that there were sellers of oil. Though not in the context of selling for personal gain or profit like the money changers. See, we're not the money changers in the temple. That looked good. Hey, you need to sacrifice. You need some doves, some turtle doves. I got what you need. While I raised the price and stole from the widows and it was all about personal gain. It's not what we're talking about. There are genuine buyers and sellers that do not involve money. That's why Simon the sorcerer, when he saw the power of God through the Holy Spirit, said, let me pay you. And Peter's like, may you and your money perish. You better repent. But Peter could have said it might've been enticing. We don't know how much money. What if it was a, in that day worth a million dollars? Listen, Simon was probably pretty wealthy because the whole city believed he was from God. So Simon says to Peter, I gotta have this. I'm about to lose my fortune telling business as a psychic. I need this so I can make money because God's about to take away my career. Modern day, it's YouTube, influencer. Modern day religion robbing you, making you jaded, not sincere. The number one way you can tell if somebody is of the Lord is one, they're sincere. And if you can't tell my sincerity, go ask everybody that works here. Ask my friends, ask the people that I love. I'm not perfect, but I am sincere. And I, my heart is in the right place. And I, can't you, am I the only one that can see a preacher or watch somebody and go in about a whole flat out three seconds? They're not, this is not sincere. Sincerity is the greatest test of authenticity, right? <clears throat> so there are sellers of the word who have no focus on earthly rewards or benefits, listen to this. Your entire reward focus is eternal. 
I may never see in this lifetime what has come, what was accomplished out of Rock City Church. You may never get the earthly reward because if you're not working for eternity, and I, don't, I have ideas of what God might bring as rewards and a no, it's not that I'm gonna have a bigger mansion than you. We'll probably be neighbors in God's house. But the reward is not, and if it comes earthly, great. If God wants to bring prosperity or finances or wealth or more people or more resources, so be it. And if he doesn't, it doesn't matter because I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm pretty locked in here. Stake is in the ground real deep. Coffee waves is not going anywhere. Bring on Starbucks. Who is that uncircumcised Philistine that comes across the street? We're gonna, I own this shopping center. We're gonna put up a sign. Who, are the, who is that uncircumcised green Philistine across the street? Oh, I'm gonna make so many jokes about that. I'm, that's gonna be so fun. Known as the, so <clears throat> right after Jesus talked about the virgins, there was another parable. This parable was the parable <clears throat> of the talents. Do y'all know that? That came right after the virgins parable. Jesus tells a story on the parable of the talents about a man who was going on a business trip who delegated financial responsibility to his servants while he was away. Five to one, two to one, one to another. Y'all should know the story. I want you to see Matthew 25, 19. I'm not gonna read it all to you because I'm running out of time. Matthew 25, 19, after a long time. Everybody say a long time. Does it feel like it's a long time? But don't grow weary, beloved, in well-doing. God has a plan and you're part of it and you're right in his crosshairs. Don't grow weary after a long time. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came back. What did he come back to do? Settle the accounts with them. The settling of accounts is also known as the day of reckoning. There is a day of reckoning coming. The day of reckoning is the time when past mistakes or misdeeds must be punished or paid for. It's a testing time when the degree of one's success or failures is revealed. Now, I wanna make sure that you understand this caveat, all right? We aren't saved by works and your works is not what moves the heart of God, it's who you are. Yet, it's from the position of who you are that you work. Because of what I, it's like winning the lottery. I, you have to give away what God has given to you in your resources. And so when you are as madly in love, there's a, there can be a reckoning now. See, reckoning and reconciling are similar. Reckoning means to count up. Reconciling is to bring together. So God's pleading with you, reconcile back to God, beloved. Let me take you to him. Let me take you to my king. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about saving the lost sons and brothers. You got a story that has to be told. You have a testimony that must be given away. The devil, your whole life is beat up against you to keep you back from opening your mouth and being the wrecking ball you're called to be. So why are any of you silent? The day of reckoning, 
can happen now because God's merciful. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Don't wait. There's a time for reconciliation now for those who don't know the Father, and that's the kingdom business I'm in. People come and say, man, pastor, I, I messed up last night. I had a whole night full of, you know, you know what? I did this. I fell here. I screwed up here. I, I'm, I have grace for that. My job is to reconcile you back to God and to balance the books with mercy and forgiveness, but also by putting in boundaries, by setting standards, by calling you higher, and sometimes even saying to you, look, if you keep shrinking back, God's gonna take away what you even have now. And people don't wanna hear that, and that's hard for me to say because I'm such an eternal optimist. But the truth is, is that God doesn't take delight in those who shrink back. We talked about that last week. But you're not that guy. You're not that girl. Don't shrink back. Don't make this about you, teenagers. When you come in here, you should be on fire worshiping. And I see some of y'all checked out, trying to be cool, looking around, not worshiping. That's how I was when I was your age. And I didn't know the Lord. You know Jesus. You're different. And who cares who's watching or not watching? You don't need to be cool. I do love y'all. You all know that. <laughs> all of us have been given talents to invest until Jesus' return. What you do with your talents depends on how you view the Father. In this case, God is the investor who made an investment, think deposit, with an expectation of increase when he comes back. Two of the servants doubled it up. One hit it because he knew he had a false view of God and he hid his talent. And in turn, when the Lord returned or came to reckon or receive accounts, what happened? He said, take away what he has, and then whatever, what, it doesn't matter what he has, take it all away. And see, I don't want this for you. I love you. I don't wish this upon you. Even when people walk out this door dropping F-bombs on me, cursing me out, frustrated, I didn't do this, I wasn't there, we didn't do that, churches jack, I got hurt, this, that. All these church hurt issues, they go out the door, cussing all the way out. I never curse them. I love them and pray for them, and I prayed for you, and some of you have come back. But I've seen too many people leave these doors, go get isolated and get their hiney kicked by the devil and fall into the deepest, darkest, darkest place of deception in the pit of hell. And I don't care if you're gonna stay here, go somewhere. There's another great church right down the street. Find your tribe, get plugged in, be okay with the messy, get engaged, use your gifts and talents and do what God's called you to do and get healed up. We got work to do. In a similar fashion, there's another parable told about a certain nobleman. I'm not gonna have time to read it. It's in Luke 19, 11 through 27. I just wanna show you this one verse, Luke 19, 11, verse 13. This nobleman handed out a minus. It's four months worth of salary. Now imagine if God gave you four months worth of money to live on and said, take this four months at one time for some of you, it may be, you may make 60000 a year. That's $20,000. You're gonna take, <clears throat> you're gonna take the money and you're gonna invest it. So he hands you money. This is the story. I want you to jump to verse 13. I want you to see this verse. Do business till he comes. In Acts 6, we read how the deacons were raised up to oversee the business. 
the church is not a business. It's not a corporation. But it still has business and work to do. And we do it from pure hearts and pure motives. Do business till he comes. Now, this is an incredible story because you had us just similar to the talents, the story of the talents. You had two of the, two of the people doubled it up. One did the same thing. He hit it. And so when he came back, he's like, to the two that doubled it up, he said, one made 10. He's like, I'm gonna make you rule over 10 cities. One made five, I'm gonna make you rule over cities. Think about it. Four months of wages turned into leading 10 cities. That's God's exponential growth for your life when you're faithful with what he puts in your life. My life's a testimony to that. Let's get your life and your kids and your family and your future into that same testimony. You're not children anymore, though there's some kids here, but there are some mature adults in here that are acting like kids. There's some of you that are so self-centered and focused and you're not about the father's business. Jesus got it at 12. 12 years old. Joshua, as a young teen. David, as a young teen. Josiah, young teen. God raised up young kids who got it at a young age and some of us are 40, 50, 60 and we still don't have it. Come on, y'all. I'm challenging you. This world is so self-centered and so self-focused. It's all about them. It's all about feel-good, pleasure, delight, and it's all corrupt. But you're not of this world. Doing business means to occupy as an ambassador, be the interchange, and carry on the business as a banker, trader, investor, or broker. Doing business requires our work to be for a specific purpose. Trading, our inve- trading or investing the resources we were given by the investor in order to make the investor more of what he gave us. That's the mindset of it. God, I'm gonna double up your kingdom. You, you started out, you gave me a small church at, first you made me a youth pastor, first you made me a men's ministry leader, then he made me a prayer partner. Then he put me on the worship team. Then he made me a youth pastor. Then he made me a campus pastor which I hated in the natural. But by being obedient and faithful to trade and invest of what I was, he was calling me to do, God said, okay, now here comes Rock City. And Rock City started with 250 people. Now it's over 500 people. We're doubling it up. You should be doubling it up. This is not for me. You're a part of exponential growth. Look left, look right, look behind and look front. Look at Redeemed, look at House Fires, look at Firestorm, look at the men's fellowships. Look at Flourish. God is on the move. Look at our worship team. And by the way, Bailey was on fire. Where's Bailey today? You, listen, you are an awesome flag worshiper. You were representing the joy of the Lord today. Let's give her a hand clap. Doing business requires our work to be for a specific purpose. We do business as long as it takes. The key to doing business properly in the kingdom is found in verse 15. Look at verse 15, and we'll close with these two things. Verse 15, and so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained how? By trading. This is the key to kingdom business. Even if my 
coffee shop is for profit. The church is not for profit. Well, it's for profit prophetically, but not financially. The, the, the business of the coffee shop or your business or your job with your, it doesn't matter where it is because not all of you are gonna be business owners. What I'm saying to you is you can always be an accurate broker, interchange, ambassador, representative, or trader no matter what your job is. No matter where God decides to put you and when you're faithful with a little from four months wages to 10 cities, God has this thing where he watches you when you work at McDonald's. Do you understand that? God saw Quinn at McDonald's years and years and years ago. Now he owns his own business. He's employing people, giving to the kingdom, loving his wife and his kids, and a wonderful example, serving, a wonderful example of what health looks like. Let's give them a hand clap, Quinn and Felicia. I love them. And then jump to verse 23. If some of you are like, I can't, you're like, I'm not gonna, be able to be a broker for whatever reason or a trader. You don't think you can do it or you don't open your mouth or you don't, I don't know what it is. Here's, here's another option. He, the, he says to the one that hid the, ta- hid the minus, he says, the least you could have done was <coughs> make a deposit in the bank to get some interest. Can I tell you that the kingdom of God is the very best place to make an investment more than Wall Street your IRA, your 401k, crypto, Bitcoin, all that. I have all that too, by the way. I have a mutual fund. Well, I don't have a 401k anymore. Oh, I actually do have a 401k. I have life insurance. I have um, crypto. I have gold. I've been storing up various investments. Not a lot of any of that. I'm no way, in no way wealthy in that sense. But the point is, is those things can bring an increase and bring interest, but nothing like the kingdom of God does because the kingdom has this acceleration ability of 30, 60, and 100-fold, sometimes even overnight. This has nothing to do about your money. What it has to do is about your resources, your talents, your heart, and being faithful with with what God has given you. So there's several questions to ask. How do you trade or broker? How do you deposit or earn interest? What return or rewards are you expecting from God from your work? Why do some succeed and others don't? I know why I do kingdom business and I know the reward I'm believing for, but this is something you must learn and discover for yourself. Stop saying, tell me, pastor, tell me. No, go and figure it out because if you don't get it for yourself, you won't own it. And that's where the lack of sincerity comes from. You'll be a hireling. We desperately need a new children's director. We desperately need a new youth pastor. But I'm not gonna just hire positions for the sake of hoping that people will stay here so that their kids will stay here just for the sake of growing a church. And then I put the wrong person in position and it blows up at some point down the line. And then I go through seven or eight youth youth pastors or children's pastors. The problem with the children's ministry is that these these children's directors keep getting pregnant. We're only picking men from this point forward. That's not the whole message. I'll finish it next service. Some of you all are dissatisfied. 
I know that hold, I know that dissatisfaction. It causes me to run to things that bring temporary pleasure and comforts. I've done it so many times in my life. I combust, I've run to the arms of another, dissatisfied being alone. I know those feelings. Just wanting to feel good for a moment, pressures on all sides, life is hard. And then now we have access to see everybody's pretentious lifestyles and then we think all life is like them. And then we're even more dissatisfied. And then we're discouraged because the spirit of the sage wants to bring fear, disenchantment, anger, and the devil's greatest plan against the local church is gonna be to divide us through disunity, offense, and betrayal. Move past the betrayal. What if God puts you in situations where you were genuinely rejected and betrayed and he said, be like David, don't cut the hem of the garment. Even if that person was or wasn't a Saul, it doesn't matter because I called you there, get your eyes on me and I'll lead you through it to the next thing. I've had pastors call me an Absalom before. I have been rebuked harsh. I've been told I wouldn't be a good senior pastor. The church will never make it by my last pastor. You know what I didn't say? I'll show you, sucker. I'm gonna go prove you wrong. No, I love better. I forgive more. And when I saw that pastor last, I said, man, come here. There'd be no Rock City if it wasn't for you. Now, I hope you all thought long and hard today and that when you walk out these doors, you don't walk out the same. Because we're at a spot now where we can't just keep tingling, tickling our ears. This is a prophetic church with a prophetic purpose. And if you're hurting and broken, let's get you some healing. If you've been buying and wasting your money on things that don't satisfy, come, ho, come to the waters. There's water here. There's water here. There's bread here. This is a house of bread. Bethlehem. It's on the steel girder in the new sanctuary. Bethlehem. I get it, there's a drought, inflation, interest rates. So you're part of the kingdom. God has a way. So let's all stand. (laughs) Close your eyes for just a moment, please. Let's just take a minute. I know we're out of time. But listen, God spoke to every one of us today in one way or the other. All of us have been spoken to today, somehow, whether it was one thing I said or all the things I said. Close your eyes. God, I pray for a church of kingdom workers that are about the Father's business. I thank you for a church of ambassadors that prophesy because they have a direct line to the throne room and the king. Put your hand on your heart and say, Lord, make me your ambassador. Show me what it means. Show me how to be a good steward with my gifts, my talents, my time, my resources, my life, and my future. And now, Lord, I just pray that the breath and the wind of God will penetrate the hearts of everyone here and those watching online. God, I thank you so much for your power May we put our trust in the power of God, not the wisdom of men.
Put your faith in the power of God. He can do it. He gives you power to gain wealth. And he delights in the prosperity of his people. Wisdom. In all you're gaining and all you're getting, get wisdom. It's more precious than jewels, gold, silver, diamonds. Just say this, Lord, give me wisdom. And I just bless you all. I bless you guys. I pray you be so fired up. Stop letting your situations and circumstances dictate your faith. Be refined like pure gold. Be pruned if God wants to prune. Whatever. Fall on the rock. Lest the rock fall on you. Repent for being selfish. Repent for running to drugs and alcohol. Repent for premarital sex. Repent, repent for hying and lying. Lying. Repent for your secret online accounts. Shut them down and cut it off. <laughs> I just speak so much life to you. You go with the breath of God and the wind of God, beloved. Be strengthened by the Spirit. You're the reward of his inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I love y'all. Thank you guys for coming.